and welcome to the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. My name is Sarah Seaman. I am the owner and founder of the Muddy Puddle Teacher Limited, which is a publishing, training and consultancy site for outdoor learning. And I am also still and have been a teacher for 14 years. I've had various roles, I've been on senior management, and now I've got the perfect life balance of running a company, teaching, while still being a mother to two gorgeous little girls. So this podcast is all about bringing all those people in education that I just think are fabulous. And actually, some people aren't in education. We've got head teachers, we've got teachers, we've also got business owners, we've got celebrities on here, we've just got a load of people that care about our children and we all think the same, we all have the same vibe. So yes, I'm an advocate for outdoor learning, but I'm also an advocate for play. I'm also an advocate for making our teachers' lives a little bit easier. Let's give them a little bit more control. Let's give them the responsibility that they deserve to teach the way that they want to teach. There's a lot that comes out of the Mudbuddle Teacher approach, but this podcast is just going to highlight some of the marvellous people and some thoughts and trail for thoughts and food for thoughts and just lots of thinking to happen. So get a cup of tea, sit back and relax. Hello and welcome to the Mudbuddle Teacher podcast. This week I've got the lovely Liv and Liv with Stories is her Insta and TikTok account. Liv, just tell everybody who you are, what you do, and then we'll tell everybody how we met up and all that stuff. Go for it. Hello, hi, or A up, should I say? I always say A up online, don't I? Uh, I'm Liv, nice to meet you all. Um, I am known as Stories with Liv, really. I'm oh, sorry, and... the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the same. Um, <laughs> and I am an early years practitioner. That is the be-all and end-all, really. I'm the earliest practitioner that has gone into consultancy on the side. Um, and, yeah, I specialise in storytelling and upping your literacy sufficient, basically. Yeah. You're not just an early years practitioner. You're a really great yeah. one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you up a bit. Um, so, yeah, we met at the Childcare Expo, didn't we? It was... How long ago was that? Was that two years ago? No, no, it was last June. Because I was pregnant with River at the time. I'd not long found out that I was pregnant. And yeah, River's four months now. So it was last year. And you've got two two babies, haven't you? You've got River. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I'm a mom too. <laughs> that's another job that I do. Uh, that's a full time one. <laughs> um, Little one. And what's your other baby called? Bo. So I've got Bo, who is two and a half, and River is four months. Yeah, so life is frantic for you right now oh yeah speak of the devil he has woken up um yeah sorry it's so adorable we were just speaking about this beforehand though weren't we how it's just crazy like life when you've got two babies (laughs) and i just think no one can kind of prepare for that jump and how crazy it is and obviously i'm trying to not just be on maternity leave i'm also doing lots of consultancy work um, I'm trying to keep my Instagram and my TikTok going and that itself feels like a full-time job so yeah <laughs> and do you know what the socials are crazy aren't they they take up so much energy and time and people don't realize yeah. that. I mean we've got four Facebooks one Instagram we've got a TikTok we've got Twitter it's just mental it's it's a yeah, lot of work you can definitely overthink it. like I definitely get in my own head a little bit about it and I think Hard thing with social media with the earliest stuff. You don't know if it's landing a lot of the time, and it's often really hard to gauge if um, 
people are taking it on board or not. And and I found that I met people on the street or when I've been at events and they've like said, oh, I really enjoyed that post and I really liked it when you said this. And I'm like, oh, well, no one engaged with that post. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. Likes. <laughs> yeah, until meeting you that I've like known that. So, um, yeah, it's it's really hard. It's the social media stuff. Um, if I could not do it, I would not do it. <laughs> No, I know, but it is so useful to people as well. Like, um, I'm not a person that goes around liking things, but I read a lot of stuff, and I think, like, I just think of that. I think that there's a lot of people out there that, I mean, I was on, a, I've, I've had two phone calls today from my schools, just checking in on them, see how they're doing, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just loving all these demo videos you're doing now. That's really useful." And I'm like, "Well, I didn't see them liking it, so, yeah. <laughs> but you're yeah. just, haven't you? Yeah." I, I, it now makes me think about how I um, take on content. So, yeah. like, as a, what's the word, as a consumer, um, I show people love by commenting and liking and sharing. And I try and do that as much as possible and try and be present in that because I want that back. <laughs> because it's like you need, you do need to show people. You, you don't realize how much time goes into creating stuff. Like, you really don't know. Like, we have to dedicate a week to it um and and it changes like you know I'll, I'll be like nobody really liked that I'll just change it and do something different yeah. not being scared but then of that. when something does really work yeah then, they do, then it kind of like the algorithm wants you to just repeat 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 and my mind just does not work like that yeah, I get yeah. bored of things really quickly and I just want to move on to <laughs> I just go with whatever I'm doing that week is what's going to come up on social media so if yeah. well science link if we're having this link, if I decide that I want to do something with my own children, I've gone down another tangent, I just go with that. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. organised organized enough. I'm not organised enough. Like, I have once sat down and done a proper social media schedule and done nothing of it. it took me, like... <laughs> yeah. You're like me, you enjoy writing a list, but don't actually get through it. <laughs> my flow is off, so that's it. I've got to get on with that. It's just life, just in yeah. the end, just like however it goes. But yeah, this is a line of work that you're going down. So, are you are you back off maternity yet? You're an early years practitioner, aren't you? You at a nursery or preschool? Uh, I'm at a private nursery and I work in the preschool room. So, uh, I'm leader of preschool, and I'm not back from maternity yet. I've still got a few months left. Mm -hmm. um, I've basically tried to just maximise my maternity really because I don't know. Like, I'm just aware that even though I don't have any spare time because I've always got the children with me. Um, I've got a little bit more spare mind, space in my mind <laughs> when I'm not at work. And um, I don't know how I'll do it when I'm back at work. I can't even think about how I'll like, manage my yeah. But basically, I've tried to use the opportunity of having a little bit more flexibility in my day to be able to offer my consultation services. Um, so this is like seminars and training days. And I've also started the process of doing my first coaching. So it's my first one. I've not, not done any of that yet. Um but it just kind of gives me the flexibility to do that without having to find loads of childcare, you know, at the minute. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's basically just trying to improve people's literature supervision and get people um, really, really improving their storytelling. And I think that good storytelling is the foundation to kind of learning in all areas. And yeah. I really just want confident practitioners. I want staff that are confident in themselves and... That shines through in everything they do once they are, and I think it passes on to the children as well. And if we're raising confident children, they can do anything. And um, so that's my main goal, really. You will never guess who contacted me today, who's going to come on our podcast. 
So I've been begging this person to come on for quite a long time. Like if you saw my trail of emails of how much I've begged, it's just shameful. It really is. But anyway, so yeah, Michael Rosen. I knew <laughs> Can I just be in a little window at the side? He's like a superhero to me, and he's got the same birthday as me, so I think it's fate he has to talk to me. I've actually said that in the email. I said, We've got the same birthday, you have to do this podcast. Oh, that's amazing. That's so so excited because I, you know, I I watch and follow him quite a lot, um, and it's going to be good, and it'll just be really interesting to see what his thoughts are about outdoor learning and his focus on. Well, like, I mean, Bear Hunt especially is a book that is probably people's first, like, go-to in terms yeah. of getting children outside and kind of not knowing quite how it's the easiest, yeah. you know, way to do that. So, oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. really exciting. I desperately want to tell him about um, an Ofsted inspection, uh, observation I had that I did, we're going on a bear hunt, and I got all the children that Ofsted inspector couldn't believe I did it. Um, I put all the trays out with all the textures on, I did an adjectives lesson outside with the children barefoot. <laughs> oh, it was like this was like 14 yeah. years ago it's like nobody did barefoot stuff <laughs> yeah it was pretty hilarious um but yeah so he's on so yeah it's it's just it's really cool like it's manifesting isn't it I'm so into all of this manifesting malarkey like you know working with kids is so difficult when you have your second um uh, you know I, all my staff have got um kids and it's like we got to that second baby and we were just like I think I can't do this anymore it's like <laughs> Like the part time business in teaching is crazy because I'm teaching part time, but then in my spare days, I'm marking and preparing for sessions because I haven't yeah, had the really days that I'm there. Yeah, and it ends up just being full time anyway, but it's how we manage things. But I'm really up for like women going and creating their own little side businesses because we all have a super passion. Yours is literally in storytelling, mine's outdoor learning, and you can really give a wealth of knowledge to people and I had a chat with my publishers the other day and I said to her are the authors across education mainly men and she said yes they are she went because the men will just push themselves forward and go hey here you go have this I'm good at yeah, this we wait to be asked don't we I would say I'm not saying all women but I think we're yeah. a bit more like oh I'm not sure I'm that great at it I'm not sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm better than me and yeah, it's like, I agree. I think if you believe you are, then just do it and go for it like you're doing. Yeah. There was so, honestly, there were so many things on my list of like things that, not just that I want to do, but that I know that I can do. For me, it is that thing of like at the minute. And I also was saying this, my child is falling tall. Like I don't need to pressure myself to do it in the next six months. Do you know what I mean? But there are lots of things that I know I can do. It's just a presence of mind to, and like to be able to collect my thoughts, to even write an email sometimes. Yeah. That I've just got what I call a head like scrambled egg all the time so there are lots of things that I know I can do and I will do Ooh, I just don't know when to <laughs> and what like you say do you know what you've done the best thing by just making that little bit of a start because that time over time it builds yeah. um, and I feel and the clocks are moving now like it does feel like things are going and um, I've been doing it like I've, I've had the Instagram account for like two years now maybe in fact, I was pregnant with both. It's probably closer to three years, and I've still not got like many over a thousand followers. Like, yeah. but what I'm finding now is that it's not about the follower count, um, and that I'm finding people are engaging, and that people are obviously having conversations about what I'm saying or doing afterwards. Um, 
And again, going back to what we said before about how hard social media is, mm-hmm. even though I don't have a thousand followers, it's easy to feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. But actually, if it's landing, if people yeah. are then taking that away and going into their setting and doing something, I'm doing what I need to do and I just need to be consistent at it. Again, hard with children. But um, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's just starting and that's the hardest thing. And I remember feeling a little bit embarrassed at first about the Instagram account. Um, I was at a different setting and I wanted my work to support what I was doing. You know, I was I was taking the time to do earlier stuff outside of work in a job that we don't get paid enough for. Mm. And we do long hours already. And I just wanted a little bit of like, oh, you know, that was nice to be posted. So let's share it. I wonder if the parents would like to see it. And they absolutely didn't do that and didn't support me. And I've come to a new setting and they've supported me tenfold. I've done staff training for the whole company for them. And they just continuously want me to be better. And as a result, are inspiring other members of staff too. And our, the setting that I've moved into, like our room completely changed when I went in. And it's just about people believing in you. And so even though I felt embarrassed at first, mm-hmm. I knew something that wasn't right at that setting. And like, you know, it didn't sit right with me that they weren't kind of backing me. And now I'm where I am. I am so glad that I believed in myself that I stuck at it. Yeah. And I think that is the case for so many people. I mean, I've when I first started doing muddy puddles in the school I was at, they just did not like what I was doing at all. And to be fair, it's pretty rare. <laughs> you know, not yeah. many people go, um, you know, and, and build up their own company on on something um, that they believe in. I've not come across anybody in education and teaching that has done that before. Um, and yeah, they didn't like it. And I don't get it because, you know, it, it, you've just got to find your tribe, haven't you? Because there yeah. is the case when I've been a teacher, um, I'm super passionate about what I do. And it's like, you know, I, I remember one of my TAs saying, because someone in the staff room, because someone please sit on Sarah because we don't want any more new ideas that we have to run out <laughs> and I think it's hard because I also understand again like I was saying the long hours and everything I can understand that people want to switch off yeah. and there has to be that element too and, and the thing with growing on social media for me is I find it really easy to grow with parents it's not yeah. so, so easy with practitioners because you're asking them to do work outside of work you're asking them to look at work and think about work outside of work and so that's a hard ask but people like me and you, we're doing it anyway, so we might as well put it out there. <laughs> you just got to find your tribe. Like um, everyone that I work with now that come to us pretty much think like me anyway. And I'm just yeah. my most authentic self online so that I attract the people that are like me because yeah. I don't want to be working with head teachers or schools that don't align with my ethos. Otherwise, I'm going there. I'm going to hate training them. They're going to try and make me do something their way, and that's not the yeah. point. The point is, is we're doing it my way, our idea, the way that we do it. And it's kind of like that's what you're getting when you get get us. Is that you know we're doing it. We believe in a playful approach. We believe that children deserve a childhood. We believe that worksheets are boring. We believe yeah. that children should be enjoying their learning you know and being out in nature and all of that so you know you'll find your tribe and it's it's yeah. a nice world to be in to be honest like my job for the wonderful teacher is so not stressful at all like you know, I'll go do my training I've had a zoom this morning with one of my schools they're like it's so it you always go away and think are they going to carry this on like is it going to carry going to get to that six month and I call them back and are they going to say oh no it's all stopped and it's like it's not and it's like 
Yay, I'm so proud of you. They were just giving me all this list of things that they've done. Like, oh, we've been taking place value out. They're doing this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's cool. That's it's really cool. cool. Um, you're not working directly with the kids. You think, what impact am I having? Like, yeah. I'm so used to working with children and seeing them flourish and working with parents. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I mean, I do still teach Thursday, Fridays, but whether that continues next September, I don't think I've got enough space in my life to do it. But I didn't know you, didn't know you were still teaching to this. Yeah, I've been. It's I. I am very selective of the schools I work with, um. But I find what I do, um. I need to be still connected with schools. So yeah. I'm at a school. I'm at private school. I've never worked in a private school before. It's the only sort of. I've been everywhere, done everything. Been a nanny. Been this. Been a TA. Been teacher in mainstream. I've been in deprived areas. I've been in affluent areas. I've not been in a private school. So this is, uh, yeah, I've been there for a year. Um, but yeah, it's um, doing muddy puddles as well. It's just like I'm a bit drained this year. But... Yeah, I was going to say, it's more, I just question how you have the time to do it. <laughs> and it was only supposed to be six weeks and then it ended up being till Christmas. And then it was, uh, can you just do spring? And then now I'm being there. And then you get attached to the kids. And then it's yeah. like down and it's such an emotional job and then I'm like I love my team I don't want to let my team down so it's gone from six weeks to a full year almost now so yeah but um yeah I don't I, I there's no way I can do it for another <laughs> it's just crazy business but yeah so I agree with what you're saying about like staying connected with the kids and like being in a in setting because that's something I'm questioning obviously I'm due to go back after maternity and just questioning um going back and like that, that will mean my consultancy stuff slows down when it's the consultancy stuff that I really want to be doing full time yeah. but um, obviously at the beginning it's not as consistent like you can't just stop and I, I do think it's our age as well we're quite young to be consultants even though we're awesome yeah. um yeah. young to be consultants like really you know it's sort of like the consultants I've worked with have you know, they, they, I'm not going to say that old, but I'm going to say that old. Come to the end of their career yeah. and are sharing their wealth of knowledge via that. I mean, um, but obviously, you know, we've been working very hard at what we do for quite a long time now and, and are able and are experienced enough to share this um, knowledge. And I think more younger consultants are coming forward. But for me, I still love working with the kids and it's like, it's just the nativities. I love the school trips. You know, I just don't like the BS that comes with it. <laughs> the ridiculous amounts of planning and just endless Well, work. the hard thing for private, like, nurseries is just the, the pay. Like, yeah. that is the biggest one. It will always be the biggest pull for why so many are leaving as well. On top of the load, people would take the load of the job. Yeah. You know, if, if it was, you know, at least a little bit compensated, like, it's... <laughs> And I mean, I was where I worked out like you know the amount of hours I used to do I was getting paid about one pound fifty an hour. Like if oh, I my hours, I was like because I was having to take childcare. I've got two kids in nursery. I was like I may as well just go and work at Morrison's, do my hours, be able to pick my kids up from school, be there on their first day of school, and like not have any of this stress. And that's what people are doing, aren't they? They're just like actually. Well, like you said, the second income like why so many people are looking elsewhere because I mean obviously the childcare sector is not one way you're going to get flexible working yeah. just the nature of it it's it we work the hours we work so that other people can do flexible working and you know yeah. 
feels, but we also, um, you know, need the compensation for the fact that we are the backbone of society now. You know, without us, like the family dynamics, not the same as they used to be, and without the childcare sector, what would we do? So, but we're just not compensating them, and as a result, like you say, we're working ridiculous hours, um, just like basically minimum wage, not living wage. <laughs> taking advantage of you isn't it I feel and we also know that early years is incredibly important there's so much research out there to suggest that and yet they're not putting the money in to support that and it just seems crazy it seems absolutely bonkers I, I think though like I do feel like positive about it and I think that um, there are still people I think in my life that wonder why I'm doing what I'm doing um, you know when I went to uni and then got my master's they're like oh she's going up and then they were like oh she's Come to work in the nursery, okay. Like they didn't see, you know, don't see where that that trajectory kind of stopped. But actually, for me, I know it's coming. I know the change is coming, and people will realise how important it is. And I do think we'll get the funding that we need eventually. And and also just like societal shift in understanding that importance and the respect that it deserves, because that's the biggest thing for me at the minute that annoys me is the lack of respect. So because those things are not funded. Yeah. We just we just just don't see it as important, and we don't see the people doing this job as important. And um, and I've said in some videos before that I too had that kind of opinion before working in earlier. I honestly did like when people you know left school to go to college and do childcare. I was a bit like, Ooh, is that what you're choosing to do? Like that was like I was ignorant to it completely, and um, kind of like anyone can look after children. You know that whole idea, like. My mum always says, when a good idea comes about for young children, anyone, everyone jumps on it because everyone thinks they can do it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that was really my opinion of kind of working after children. And um, and obviously after learning and being doing all the jobs that I've now done, I really am there to completely shift that and change that opinion and that perspective because there is no greater time. And if we look after and we cherish this time, the rest of it will come. Yeah. Um, rather than sticking in classes on things later on down the line let's you know get to the root of it um, and, I, and I do think it's coming so I really do feel positive about it and about the sector because I think that change the parents that are coming through now and the new generations of parents I think it will come yeah I think I think it will and I think like Obviously, Scotland are applying a lot more money to their early years. And as I believe, I don't know whether it's this year or next year, they've extended their early years. So year, uh, it, they'll go to formal education in year two, I think it is. Oh, yeah, so they are they are funding it a lot. And Wales, uh, uh, their new curriculum is amazing. I don't know whether you've looked at that. It's really cool. And that's got outdoor learning interwoven but it's been um created around early years goals so a whole curriculum uh, is it yeah fair? because i was thinking about you know looking at schools for my son and, and it's so rare to find someone like a school that are doing continuous provision in key stage one even yeah mm -hmm. which is so frustrating because well my <laughs> school so a lot of them have got continuous provision all the way up to year six it wow. with the ones it might be outside but yeah. yeah with kitchens and all sorts out there and just really recognizing that the fine and gross motor skills are so poor that we're having to to run this out through through school but yeah you'll have to let me know where your specific location is and i'll tell you if there's any more schools near oh yeah yes that'd be good i would like that yeah i will do yeah. that
Sarah Godbold's a really want a really great head teacher to look for. She's got a school in Norfolk, the Churchside Federation. She's just immense with their like they've got very all the way up through year six. It's very child led, inquisitive, learning based, um, outdoor learning. Yeah, she's really cool. And yeah. he was an early years educator, so that's that. This is where where I find a lot of people come yeah. to our early years head teachers and really want this through school, this more active play-based approach. Yeah, that, I think that's the thing. I, like I said, the people that maybe don't have experience in that just think of it as, oh, oh yeah. it's, just a, it's, it's just that. And so until they've kind of been there and done it, don't quite understand them. Um, so it is, that's a good idea to find head teachers that have started in early years or at least have done some teaching there. I've, uh, on my Instagram at the minute, what I've been doing is um, putting pictures up of the complete mess or the complete state yeah of some of my provisions and then just highlighting where the learning is and just going yeah. it was fine gross most skills this was rope maths because they were putting and put putting one to one and one to the other it was communicating yeah. language it was this it was this it was this and when you actually look at that you're like oh yeah and then my, my aim is is to put a worksheet out or something like that and then go and it was just maths <laughs> and that yeah, was yeah, yeah. There is do you know what? Well, it'd be interesting to get your schools to do the same or like your followers to do the same. So like, show me your mess, you yeah. know, and then let's break down why did that happen. So because yeah. I, you know, I definitely find that you know mess does like does bother you, doesn't it? When it's your space, like, um, and it's easy when you're in the moment and you're flustered and you've got nappies to do, you've got everything, everything yeah. else to do. To be like, ah, I just wish it wasn't a mess. But then, yeah, when we take that step back and we take a picture, we go, oh, but why did that happen? That's a really good process for um, us to reflect on. It's all right. It doesn't matter that it was a mess because it was, it was useful. It was productive. <laughs> it that way as well. Like, that's what's really hard. That's what adults find really, really super hard is that not packing away maybe at the end of the day because that is a project they've been working on and want to follow yes. it up. We have like stop signs in our classroom for things like that. And I, I'm so okay with mess. Not everybody is, I totally get it. But they'll put things out if they want to carry on their play the next day. Um, yes, yeah, I saw, I saw, um, I actually saw a parent doing it on Instagram. Like yeah. a, the siblings were fighting over what they were, they'd, they'd left something and wanted to come back to it, you know, and the other sibling had carried on playing with it and changed it. And they really like, were frustrated with that. So they had these little signs that they put down saying, I'm still playing. Um, and then they could come back to it when they were ready. I have to do it with Florence and Sienna as well. And Andrew's not a fan of it, the fact that the living room's <laughs> coming that yesterday it was strike day so they made a big den in my bedroom. And then Andrew's instantly going up there tidying up. And I'm like, stop! stop! <laughs> <laughs> They'll come back, Sarah Frost, be like... <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah when you can hear that little bit, like especially like in your house obviously it's hard that give them a tick yeah. um, not often like for me being in like private nursery with the days being as long as they are work is home yeah. you know you spend a lot of time there like if you're doing four or five days do you know what though when you've got kids work becomes pleasurable <laughs> because you're like oh, break my guilt free break yeah. I could go for a wee and no one's going to follow me <laughs> Craziest thing, yeah. You can't wait and, uh, to go, like, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I definitely feel that. Some days I'm like, let me just go somewhere and be Olivia rather than be a man that all the time. 
Yeah, and that needs normalising because it's absolutely fine. Like, you know, yeah. give so much to our babies, don't we? But sometimes we do need a break. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Liv, for talking to me. I feel like that was a bit of therapy. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> go on with my day now. <laughs> so, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? Just for everybody that's listening as well, Liv has got a baby in her arms as well. So, she's just there. <laughs> <that way. laughs> oh, yeah. Possible? Yeah. So, um, baby rivers in my arms. But um, you can find me at Stories with Liv on everything really on facebook instagram tiktok and on youtube too and on your um tiktok you go out and about as well with your own kids around your local areas yeah. don't you? yeah yeah so i'm in west leeds but we try and get out and about in west yorkshire as much as we can and i do as many free days out as i can so that started last summer and um yeah we managed to do quite a lot and i'm thinking of taking it up you know cost of living crisis and all that um we're definitely going to be doing that again as of this month with the weather getting um better as well yeah. it's usually yeah. so, yeah. as many places as we can um because the, we, we're really lucky in Yorkshire like there's so much to do so yeah we try and get out and see as much as we can and I just kind of post all sorts on TikTok really whereas Instagram's a bit more curated <laughs> <laughs> I like it that way um, I did. Where was it now? A couple of months ago, that somebody said to you that it wasn't free because you paid for your bus fare. <laughs> oh, mate. And then I, I had a few TikToks that did quite well. As a result, came the comments like, yeah, "Well, no. not paid for your food." I'm like, "Come on." <laughs> I know. I mean, really, I just thought anyone looking out of that, there's this lovely girl in her family showing you some lovely free days out, and you have to come up with that stupid comment. It's just. <laughs> Well, there's always something. I posted a video of us um, on the beach the other day, and someone commented that they hoped that I left. I put the rocks back where I found them, and I'm like, "Can we stop, please?" It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I uh, when I first started out, I did get quite a lot of trolling from people who were forest schools and thought I was taking over oh, forest. Really? Oh my goodness, it was horrendous. Um, and, but since then, I pull everybody up that says anything. Like, you know, I will be like, right, okay. So I, I probably get the odd, oh, look at you teachers. Da, da, da. Yeah. You get holidays. I mean, all of us teacher TikToks are so bored with that comment. Um, yeah. But Jeff, I don't really get much now. I think I must have just got good at it and people don't <laughs> scared of me. I don't know. <laughs> But I'm I'm not gonna say never. It's um people could just say what they want, won't they? But you yeah. just have to tell them. Just yeah, definitely, definitely. And TikTok's very much a case of like a video comes up and you'll never see that creator again. So they've got a comment and they'll never see your stuff again. So yeah. you know, there's no point rising to anything that that's they thought. It. Yeah. That's it. We are only atoms on earth. That's why I always say <laughs> to my you know, it's bigger than me. So yeah, thank you so much, Liv. That was lovely. And I'll let you to your babies and uh, what are you doing for the rest of today nothing interesting really i need to go to the shop nice. <laughs> That's fun. I need to go for the shop but, um and then i'll get my son from nursery and we'll probably go to the park on the way home it's quite a nice day we've been doing some planting so i want to check on these sunflowers and that so <laughs> yay <laughs> we'll have a lovely day my lovely and i shall speak to you again bye you go just remember you can train with us the level one outdoor learning award is completely free we also offer a free scheme of work per year group so if you just go onto our website create a free account no bank details needed 
all of that is free. If you want in that step up to move to levels two to four, that is the Outdoor Learning Practitioner Award. Basically, everything you need to feel confident and to start teaching your class outdoors. And we also then have the Level 5 Award, which is Outdoor Continuous Provision. And it takes you right back from a consultancy stage of what you need to get, where you need to go and how you need to achieve it. And then the Level 6 Award, which is the Outdoor Coordinators Award, which is a year-long project for anybody that is leading with outdoor learning within their whole school setting. And it is such a supportive room we hold your hand throughout the whole thing you get a real person a mentor to be by your side for that whole year so if you're interested in signing up to any of those packages uk schools can use sports or pupil premium it's www.themedipedalteacher.co.uk